Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a first Friday miracle edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Your sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Gebe is here. You guys, I mean, this is this is just one vacation after another, the end of this summer for you guys. A full week at a five-star resort in West Virginia. Now a full week in the city of brotherly love, spa-like locations, five-star meals, ordering with the Hoff style, plates for the table. What did last night have in store for you, my friends? I mean, if you're talking about a spot, can we just talk about me jumping in the river then right next door? I mean. He, he went right at you for that. He did not appreciate that opening. Gibbe was just like, this is not you and the great Z. No, I'm going. No, I got this. He's, he's, gone. he's at the end of his line. I'm, I'm done. I knew I didn't even have to say anything. He was As soon as he started talking, he started shaking his head. Like, yeah, I'm not having that. It's been a camp, uh, boys. Listen, it's been yeah, a camp. It's been a lot. Part of it is good in the sense that, you know, we're this far into it already. You know, we got the yeah. game tomorrow night and then just one more preseason game, and that'll be it at the end of four preseason games. So a month in some ways has kind of gone by very quickly due to the change in the scenery, but it, it has. It's been it's been a lot. I think it's been good for the team, though. I think it's been good for them bonding, and ultimately that's what's, you know, the most important part for the Cleveland Browns. But I think the benefit is that this has gone by so much more quickly than it would have if everything that we have done at this point happened in Berea, it would have felt like a slog. So yeah. at least it's going through. You're just busy all the time. Greenbrier, you come back, Hoff weekend, boom, Washington game, boom, <laughs> Sunday you leave for Philly. Philly game is tomorrow already. And then, yeah. you know, then we'll have kind of, you know, a little bit of a normalcy, you know, couple weeks and then the season. Yeah, it's going to go by quick. I, I think probably next week – um, you know, when the team gets back, that will be probably the biggest. I mean, it's clearly going to be the biggest stretch of like camp feel will be that. Yes. Run there um, yes. leading up to that game down at Kansas City. And that's the one that will have the most anticipation because that's the one where, you know, coach said that you're going to see the most of our guys will be in that one. Um, it's when you'll get to get to see a little bit of that. So that'll be your you know dress rehearsal, as it were. What you're going to get tomorrow is very similar to the Hall of Fame game, right? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be very much like that, except the difference. Dorian Thompson-Robinson will start. Kellen Mond will play the second half. But, yeah, it's a, nobody of people that you're going to be counting on, at least to open up the season in week one, none of them will be playing. Nobody will be participating in this game. So it's a fun chance to see some of our young guys. Our draft class is off to a good start, and that continued, obviously, for Dewan Jones yesterday. Um, but, yeah, you're not going to see – it's going to be all the backups for us, probably all the backups for them. Maybe, you know, you'll get to see Jalen Carter for them, which would be fun, putting him up against Luke Whipler again, uh, as we saw last year. But I have no idea who we're going to see from them. I just know for the Browns it's going to be all the young guys, people trying to, you know, cement their spot either on this roster, on a practice squad here, or as we always say, you know, make the case for their football lives to continue elsewhere in the NFL with one of the other 32 teams. I think the hardest – the everyone's still figuring out what to do with preseason football since the yep. change has been made to three games um, because it, it really is, t it goes team by team how they're handling it. I mean, just yes. last weekend, for example, we had, you know, Sean Payton was playing Russell Wilson, multiple drives 
to get them to have yep. success against the, the backups for Arizona. Um, we saw in the game down in, um, in Carolina between the Panthers and the Jets where the Panthers went with their ones and Bryce Young played and, and the Jets didn't. They, they sat their guys. So yep. it's, it's almost like nobody really knows exactly how to handle it. My guess is, though, with this one, because you had the joint practices that both teams will ha- handle it the same way, um, and, and you're going to get kind of that Hall of Fame game feel out of both teams. Um, let's yeah. not bury the lead here. Um, we, we counted on these two practices. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys are in Philly. Back here, panic about the end of this practice yesterday. Panic, incited in the streets about about what happened and, and the offense and all of these things. Now we were doing the show yesterday afternoon yeah. as it was going on, and it felt like it was going about they get some wins, we get some wins, and maybe they had the overall yeah. win by the time that seems to be the consensus that they overall kind of won the practice. But the sense this morning around town is that the sky is falling. That's insane. It's That's real. insane. You wanted to come here for these two it doesn't make it any less insane you came here for these two days to find out are we on the level how have we improved this was a barometer a measuring stick we're absolutely on the level the eagles talk to anybody who covers the eagles they said that definitively that the browns yesterday on the show oh yeah it's a completely different team everybody knows it spadero knows it esp knows it all of them what we did, I was talking with Jeff Kerr from CBS. Everybody sees it. We're a completely different team. We're absolutely on their level. They're the best the NFC has to offer and one of the best teams in the NFL, period. You know, they would be a favorite to win the AFC if they were in the AFC. So it's all there for us. Now, we, by all accounts, ours and Philadelphia's, won the Monday practice. Mm-hmm. The Eagles won the Tuesday practice after some back and forth. They finished it on, an, on a great note. I'm okay with that. And I'm going to give you a couple things. Number one, at the end, you know, it was a, a move the ball period. Our defense got him into fourth down. And on a play that was a little bit busted, I would say, like I don't know if, you know, they sack and he just kind of heaved one up to A.J. Brown and for a touchdown on fourth down from like 40 yards. Like, okay, that happens. I think everybody would be feeling better if our offense went out there and then scored. You know, we converted our fourth down, moved the ball down to about the 10-yard line. And then he tried to fit it into a tight window to Jordan Akins. He got picked off. And so people were, you know, obviously unhappy about that. And it was looked like a similar play to the one they ran earlier where he got it into Jordan Akins and threw a touchdown down in the red zone. Then their two scored, our twos didn't. I mean, that part of it, to me, doesn't even yeah, – yeah, it's gr- Not serious Whatever. People. Doesn't matter. I liked the fact the way that this ended because there's – what you came here to know, what I came here to know is – are we on the real? Are we on the level of the Eagles? Can we match their physicality? Can we match their intensity? Yeah. Can we match their talent? The answer to that was yes, with definitively, like not even a question. Now, it ended the way that it did, and I don't mind it because we weren't supposed to be a finished product yet. Think about that they're a year into being a finished product. We're not. We're still ascending and I think that the way that that ended pissed off some of the guys on our team now Miles wasn't out there you know Elijah wasn't out there Joel you know we had it was some of our guys that we would be counting on weren't out there at the end of the team period I don't think at the end of the team period I don't think either Denzel or uh Greg were out there definitely not Greg maybe Denzel was anyway it's not even an excuse it doesn't matter irregardless I like that it ended that way because 
if let's say it went the opposite, we throw a big touchdown on fourth down, we're feeling great, we intercept Jalen Hurts, blah, 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 all the Browns team dominates it, that would be awesome. That would have been great, great outcome. But I kind of like that they left accomplishing everything you wanted to see and then still left a little bit upset like, okay, we have some more work to do. One of the best yeah. teams in the NFL, you know, in a, you know, the end of the two days there got the last laugh. They flexed on us. They got the touchdown. They got the pick. We didn't. A little bit of a bitter taste in our mouths, and that's fine because there's no consequences for losing that period. But what I do think is it lets us know that, hey, we haven't arrived. Don't go smelling yourself like this is going to be easy. We yeah. still have some work to do, but we know we can hang with that team. We know we're right there with them, and that's all I was hoping to get out of this. I, if we came here and it was like last year, and you're like, oh, man, we're not we're not on their level, then all of a sudden I'm thinking this season might not be in any way, shape, or form what I expected it to be. I f- it's all there. I fully believe that this team has every opportunity to do exactly what we thought coming into this joint practice, to be a dominant football team and, and a team that can win the AFC North and compete for the Super Bowl. Our defense is going to be a problem. You know, the Eagles defense is a problem. But I think you got everything you wanted out of this. It just didn't end the way that I think everybody wanted. And you might you wanted to see maybe a little bit more uh, from Deshaun in terms of consistency. But overall, like you came out of there being like, we took it to them at times. And Deshaun made a lot of great throws, by the way. Great throws. Yeah. I was I very happy with it. I think it's kind of like um... – you know, in a way, if if you if you have the context of who they are, who you're trying to be, the show that we had yesterday talking about the physicality, we we you talked about it, Hoff talked about it, Spadero talked about it. It's kind of you had me at hello. Right. Could you match them physically? Yep. Yes. At times, were you overpowering them physically? Yep. Okay, then I'm yep. good. Then I'm good. Right. The rest will work itself out as this thing goes. Yep. Um. The other thing to remember, and I, I wasn't there, you were, it's, it, was this red zone stuff at the end? It was. They started around on the 40. It was like a two-minute drill. So when okay. Watson threw his interception, we had no timeouts left, and we, there were 11 seconds left. It was like an okay. end-of-game situation. So he had to throw it into the end zone. But That's what I wanted. On it. Because that context sometimes isn't provided that leads for the, <laughs> for the panic. Right. Like, like you had it so, completed folks, either out of bounds. Correct. Or, yeah. Or in the Folks, zone. just so you understand, this is they're working on situational football. Yeah. Okay? You're put in a situation, make the best of it. So if you're at the 40, you're two minutes, there's 11 seconds on the clock, and you're trying – like, of course, you don't want to throw an interception in that case. I think it but was you're less working than two on minutes, things. honestly. Yeah. You're working on yeah, things yeah, yeah. is the point of this. Like, this isn't – we're not playing them in the Super Bowl yesterday. It's a practice oh. in August. Right, I and mean, they threw up a heave on fourth down and got it. It was a great throw from Hurts, a great catch by A.J. Brown. He may have pushed off. There was a lot of talk about that. And frankly, we should have been off the field earlier. They called it an absurd penalty on M.J. Emerson for illegal contact that people were going nuts. Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz was hilarious. <laughs> this, uh, he, he said something to the official, and the official was laughing, and he was like, you, can't be, you shouldn't be laughing when you're making calls that bad. Like, there's nothing That's to laugh great. about. It was pretty funny, but I think – you know, it's exactly situational football. So at the end there, with 11 seconds left, it may have been a minute because it was running clock. If it was inbounds, they ran up. They had to clock it. So we threw a completion. They got him down to 10, clocked it. We had 11 seconds. And so you know right there, this either has to be completed going out of bounds immediately 
or it has to be thrown in the end zone. So it's a compressed mm-hmm. field. He tried to squeeze in there didn't, and didn't get it done. And a play where you had to do it. It wasn't like a he just got picked off on a first random first down. Like you had to throw it in the yeah. end zone. But you know, you hope they don't get picked off. But I saw a lot from Deshaun that I thought was really good. Is the passing game in this setting? Was it where I hope it will be September 10th? No. But did I see a lot of encouraging things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no Elijah too. Yeah. Right. And Elijah's a big part of what we do. But listen, we should be able to overcome all that stuff. I think sometimes people forget, like, this is the Eagles with that pass rush with Slay and Bradbury at corner. Like, this, they're loaded. And we Dude, made a lot of plays This might be the most that. talented overall defense in football. Yes. It's we on made a short a ton list. of plays on them, too. Yeah, and it's our on a short list. It's the job. best front. Yes. The best depth of front yes. in football. Their young backers are studs. Their secondary is yep. great. Like this is a, this yep. is one of the four best teams in football. It's what you aspire to be. Like if you're out there thinking you were going to rag all the Eagles at their practice facility, you're out of your mind. It was no, never we, in the cards. The fact that you stood up to them and were worthy of the fight tells that's when I say you had me at a low. That's it. That's all I that needed. That was what we came. Th- yes, right. That's what we came there for. And then this season, and again, I liked the way that it ended. You. From a from an outcome standpoint, you wanted to go the other way, but this season is going to be all about execution, and, and that to me drove home that point. Everybody's focusing on basically five minutes out of two days of practices, where the Browns won the first day, whatever that means. I, I, I it's so funny how that has become like a real thing, like who won practice and this, that, and whatever. It's just because we're practice. bored, and the preseason games don't count, and so yeah, you know, coaches have different approaches to them, and so you got to try to. You know, it's content, right? You got to, you know, wins and losses, and and we make a big deal out of these practices because, and to be fair, we set this up this way. Like, these were the things we were going to find out most about our team. If you go back yes, to the conversations you and I were having in June and July, like, it was all about, we'll know if we can go the two weeks in Philly, the two days in Philly. It, That's when you'll know if you can go. It was answered 15 minutes into the first practice. That's like, right. there was no doubt. I didn't get a chance to hear what Spadaro had to say yesterday, but. I know all the people I talked to who cover the Eagles were like, "Oh yeah, you guys are you guys are legit." Spadaro said it to me off the air, and he it's the same thing we've talked about. He said, "You'll go as far as your quarterback," which is exactly yeah, because you have talent. Year. You you have you have a lot more talent than you had a year ago, especially on the line. But you go yeah. as far as your quarterback, yeah. and that, fair or unfair, that's what it, it is. is. That's the well, NFL. That's, that's the NFL. That's, yeah. That's, That's the, the National Football League. That's what we were saying he was, last year about the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. So funny you say that because that's exactly what my pushback was to him. I said, that sounds exactly like the conversation that we had. <laughs> he gave that answer, and I said, that sounds exactly like what we were talking about last year about the Eagles was can Hurts go? Like everything else they yeah. got, can Hurts go? And and we're in the same spot with, with Watson. I said, the difference, though, is that Watson has gone before. We that right. He's got it, Jalen, yet up to last year. You didn't know if he had what he had last year in him. We know that Watson has Correct. it in him. To be fair, he was yeah. critical of Watson's play. He said he didn't see it as sharp as he thought maybe it would be or, you know, for them to be great. He was critical about that, about the play from the practice yesterday. I'm sorry, the practice on Monday. Um, so he, he did say that on there. But um, that's something that, you know, again, no more on, on Monday. And, you know, that that's something that's that's going to come. I mean, we've seen it in the practices and Deshaun, you could tell, I mean, we've ran the sound from him. It's like he's exasperated having to answer it over and over again. And he knows yeah. that the only way that it's all going to stop is how, how he plays September 10th. 
Right. I'm curious, did Spadaro say that, you know, Jalen was very up and down on Monday as well? Or did you guys not really get to be fair? I didn't talk about Jalen because we weren't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't interested in how Pertz was in practice. Here's the thing, you know, pressure makes it hard for quarterbacks to be effective. Yeah. That's the way that you make every single quarterback who's good in the NFL look not as good. And ask Pat Mahomes. That line gave our line problems. I mean, straight up, their defensive line, which is the best in the NFL until somebody proves different, gave our offensive line problems, and he was throwing from collapsing pockets or under duress quite a bit. And that's something that, you know, we've got a remedy. We have a lot invested in our offensive line. That's got to be fixed by the time that we get ready for the season. But you're not going to – there will not be a game on a Sunday where you face a front as good as what they faced. And they did a good job, I thought, against Washington, who also was an an excellent front. But Mm -hmm. this – This is a different – It was true of Jalen. I mean, Jalen threw interceptions on Monday. He was up and down on Monday and even yesterday because that pressure makes it hard for any quarterback to look good. Seven-on-sevens are a completely different ball game. And Mm -hmm. so part of that is on Deshaun, but part of that is also on our – you've got to be able to protect him. And the other thing that people forget in these practices is there was no tackle-to-the-ground sections – it's hard to even comprehend the run game or what, you know, you feel like, oh, maybe he broke through that one there or what's really going on in the running game and how that factors into an entire offense. When that team knows, okay, they're going to go, like they don't actually have to tackle Nick Chubb to the ground, so it becomes very different. They're going after <laughs> the quarterback. Like yeah. their ears are pinned back, and so were ours. So were ours. Yeah. But I think that the story to me was both of these defensive lines can be game wreckers. I mean, that's what I came out of it the most, and – the fact that we felt like we were on par with them in so many respects is true. Would you have liked Deshaun to be sharper? Yeah, I, folks, we need to see it in September. That's it. And that is, that's going to be the thing. Now, I think the rest of our team is, if he has some up and downs, the rest of our team's good enough to, we can win games where he's not, you know, completely putting the team on his back. But I do think he also has the, the ability to do that because we saw it with some of the throws against the Eagles. One of the funny things that was, um, I saw a lot was like, boy the Eagles found I I, how did Jalen Carter last to nine I I mean I just can't believe like do does does everyone forget the pre-draft process he was the surest teeing off on someone about that was he good it it was driving me nuts this is dumb like we know why he fell right you you were going to take a gamble on him the Eagles were a team and we talked about the Eagles in the draft like I thought maybe they'd go Bijan because they have everything else well they they went in another way but they can take a gamble because of everything else they have. Um, right. There's a lot of uncertainty around Jalen Carter in the draft process, and that's how he dropped to nine. There's he's there's zero chance that he's not gone in the first four picks if if the stuff off the field had happened. Yeah, he's the he's he was the, the surest thing taken. in the draft. If you had right. to bet he's your house on anything from a talent position standpoint, it's him. Yep, and he's great. He's that's to the surprise of no one. Um, he's been great. Um, all right, yeah. you gave this was honestly of all of the things that were um, people uh, were asking about in terms of the uh, the practices over there in the last couple of days. The thing that got the most juice was your order with the Hoff for dinner. Like people could not believe that two human beings could eat that much. Oh, they yeah. just couldn't wrap their heads around it. I said, you just have never seen what those two are capable of. Like Hoff is a slow grazer. It's a, he's yep. like. You know, he's like a, a prize brown spotted, like all day. He is prized, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's and like then, a, 
And then there's and then the guy said, no, no. And then the guy said, hey, here's Monday. Monday, hold my beer. Welcome to Tuesday night. All right, oh, yeah, give it to me. Good one last night too. Give it to me. What's Tuesday? We went, we went to Amada, okay, which is a Spanish tapas oh, the, style the tapas. restaurant, okay. Um, and as you imagine, with a lot of small plates, and the best was they would bring two of everything. There were four of us. At, it, it was me, uh, the half Gibe, and a big L luminary, enormous L, and that second was the biggest L dinner. Second biggest L. Yep. Okay. Um, that was the four of us. Gibbe and the Luminary were on one side. Me and the Hoff were on the other. And they would bring out like two plates of everything. And me and Hoff's plate would be gone in like five seconds. <laughs> and then pretty soon we made our way on to their plate to like clean up whatever was left on their plates, which was hilarious. They brought out, I don't know, it felt like 20 different things. So we signed up for the nine-course meal. Yeah. Nice. Chef's nine-course meal. Oh, that's and fun. And we added – and then we added four courses on top of that yeah. that we said we definitely want these. And by we, was... I mean Joe and Nathan. And the Luminary. Well, yes. you, you two were all. He wanted the the pepper, whatever that one thing was. Okay. Which I'm not sure we got, as a matter of fact, now that I recollect. <laughs> How I could you keep track? Now. You're talking about 13, well, then the 13 best courses. Is, yeah. The best is we said um, the bottom of the menu, they had a 72-hour notice you needed to give. We didn't see it, but they do a whole suckling pig. Oh, my gosh, how decadent. <laughs> so I said to the, the waiter, and he, the waiter oh was – the waiter like, he, he was enjoying our stylings, and he uh, – I said, hey, do you guys have maybe like a 72-minute suckling pig? Because <laughs> we don't have the three days here. Uh, and he said, no. He said, well, you should order this one. It's, you know, it's similar, even though it's not the actual suckling pig. So we were like, okay, fine. Comes back, and he goes, I've got bad news, but I've got good news. The bad news is we don't have that particular pork dish that i recommended as a substitute for the suckling pig the good news is chef said he's got a suckling pig back there and he's going to give you guys like a hind quarter oh baby so we got the le- it was and it was on this white bean puree it was massive the cr- skin was so cr- it was s- insanely good so we had another we had yeah an unbelievable meal and then we had this like i don't even know how to describe that cheesecake because it wasn't cheesecake it was because i don't love cheesecake it was amazing it, an amazing was dessert a- the Brussels sprouts? Oh, the Brussels sprouts. Holy. My own. Yeah. Brussels sprouts, those lamb, what about those little lamb puff pastries, those lamb like triangle pastries? Yeah, those I like were this. great. Uh, this place, this I would give it a, if you're coming to Philly and you want to just eat something that's different, ever, all the flavors were good. They had great Spanish wines. We had some of that. The Hoff orders a Pilsner with everything else. So he starts cocktails, wine, but also has Pilsners at all times. These things would be gone in one second, the point where he finally was like, I just bring two. And then they came up and they're like, we think you like tapped our keg. He did. It was empty. The 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 decadence of the hop. But I said to him, what was so stunning is when I was in college, there was a place called Roussan's in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. which was where I was kind of introduced to sushi. And when I say this now, granted, it was, you know, late 1990s, you know, they're they had maybe 10 rolls on the menu, basic stuff, California roll, like, you know, mm-hmm. tuna roll, this, that, whatever. They where you got three pieces for a dollar Yeah, back in the good old days. Gas was 70 cents at the time. Guys, we lived big. our best lives. Boy, did we. People used to come with me to Roussan's because I'd order, like, 70 pieces of sushi for 20 bucks or, you know, like, 23 bucks. And then I would house it, and people would come to, like, watch me do it. 
And then they'd be like, but we've been talking this whole time. You haven't been talking with your mouthful. And then they'd look down. They'd be like, where's all your sushi? Where'd it go? And that's what I felt like with the Hoff last night. Like, I don't think I ever saw him actually take a sip of the beers. They were just always gone. Yeah. He was talking and Gage were having a great time. But they were just gone. Like, right? Did you ever notice him, like, actually pick it up and take it? It was just like, there was there. And then he'd be like, yeah, I need another one. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> it was incredible. What a treat. What a treat. It was what fun. a gold jacket yeah, performance fun. out of the Hoff. Oh, totally. And we were able to walk to this place, and it was really cool. We walked by... Uh, a tavern that was established in 1733 and is still a, a tavern today in Philadelphia. Nice. And we walked right by. Um, they had a huge. I don't know if I went there last night or not. Stone in the ground that said this was the foundation stone or whatever of William Penn's first house in 1701 and where like the government was at the very Jeez. beginning of, That's of, cool. of Pennsylvania. So, yeah, a lot of history here. It's very cool. Yeah, great meal again. I think everybody was feeling it a little bit this morning. But I Gosh, feel spry now. I like a uh, – we did that when we were stuck in D.C. this summer. We ate at uh, Jose Andres's place, his original right? restaurant yeah. in D.C. And um, it was the same thing. Like, anytime there's a however many core chef thing at those joints, give me that. Do it. You yep. know what you're doing. Like, bring it to me. You don't even know what you're eating half the time. And everything tastes different. Like, it's different flavors. Yep. I love that. I love that. I, I like that whole operation. That's a big win. Yeah, we had it. Yeah, the Brussels. We had those lamb things. The, I mean, the suckling pig when that came out, that was that was the star of the show. That was one of the yeah. coolest things I've ever eaten. It was unreal. All right, so you've got tonight and then tomorrow, and then you guys are staying over Friday night too, right? Don't don't. He's about to reach through this Zoom. Don't play with his. Give me. Give me. No, 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 no. He's on the edge. I, I, I would. I don't. I can't even. You want to go home, Gibby? You want to get in your mower, your zero turn? You want to have I a few do. pops, sleep I, I in do. your own bed, play with the that, dogs? And, that's what and, you want to do. Pro- it's time. That, that is the problem. Like, I do not sleep well in hotels. Like, Same. I average probably six hours a night. Oh, yeah. It's not great. And by the way, there's like the light from the hall comes through these doors. Like, yeah. I need it's outrageous. Black. No, it's got to be bad. Yes, right. It's got to be a blackout. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So, it, but if, if that were to happen, if they were to tell us on <laughs> Thursday night, hey, we've got to stay. We There's a there's a plane issue. That's right. There's yeah. weather. Yeah. Stop you stay one more this. night. I, I would be like, well, this is on brand for how the month is going. Let's roll with it. I'm fairly confident the man next to me might rent a car and drive through the oh, night. Oh, yeah. I would for sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way for sure. that he is spending another night. No, I've had a great time. Listen, we had a couple of great. Me- it's been it, look, that part of it's it, been it, it's been great. Yeah, and it, it's been good. It's just it, it's been tough. You know, the, the internet here not great. Yeah. Our, there is uh, the workspace that we were in yesterday and the day before oh, at practice. I yeah, mean, we're untenable. in the dirt. We're we're in the dirt with the table, and it was 180 degrees. It was yeah, very it's warm. It was so hot. So yeah. hot. Like, it, it's, you know, I, I'm getting back to people today. People are like, hey, I haven't heard from you all week. Like, email. I'm like, it's because there's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. It is it is not easy to reply to anything right now. So, in terms but of our team, it. they've got a walkthrough today at Penn. Yep. Yep. Um, right now. Right now. So, that's happening right now. Um, and then they will uh, we'll play the game tomorrow. How far is Penn from where you guys are? So, uh, on the on the agenda – 
you know, on our schedule, it says when the team left, and as I'm arriving at Penn, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I've never, obviously never been to Philly. I'm always intrigued by like those old Ivy League, like stadiums, because they've been around for 120 years. They're all old school. I wonder if Penn's is as well. Well, we were, we were talking about it at lunch. Did you bring it up? No, but they're going to the old arena after. So the arena on campus was the home of this. We have a lot of people who were saying things not definitively, but that may be possible, but that's like where Will Chamberlain scored his 100 points was in that arena. I don't know. I thought that was in Hershey where he did that. See. See. I I was saying, things were said without a lot of confidence, and nobody was interested in Googling it. It's a very famous basketball arena. It's well, the Palestra, the Palestra's that, in Philly. That, yes. That's where they're going. That's where they're oh, going. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's where they play the big five games, LaSalle and Temple and Duquesne. Is it Duquesne? No, that's Pittsburgh. Uh, LaSalle, Temple, I can't, Penn, Villanova. I can't remember who the fifth is, but they would play the big five games in the Palestra. The Palestra is a legendary barn. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. That's where they're that's going. That's where they're going. Oh, no, that's the cool. They were going there. And I think they were yeah. doing some kind of shoot around or something there just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're going to need to, right? Like it's, you, you probably need you gotta a little. Well, the hard thing is, shots. yeah, the, the thing that's interesting is like, if you're a starter, like what you came here to do is done. You're not really Correct. doing anything again until Saturday. Right. Sure. Mean, so yeah, they got to, you got to keep them entertained. And then the guys that are, playing for their lives they have to do it. by the way give me come, come look out this window this i've noticed these things are crawling up the wall outside my room too. oh boy the most absurd looking beetle it's where the it, heck is it it's right there oh yeah no thank you it's like two inches ginormous and it, it scales that's great it's scaling i mean we're at seven we're 70 80 feet in the air yeah that ends poorly and hopefully he can fly doesn't feel ideal. But the big five is no, Penn, LaSalle, St. Joe's, Temple, Ooh. and Villanova. Oh, St. Joe's. Your, sure, that's sure. your big five. And they, the, the Palestra is where, those, where that all so is. What's, so what happened at, at the Palestra like back in the day? Did the Sixers ever play there, or was that fake news? Um, I just know it from the legendary, um, you know, the legendary college basketball um, is – is what I know it from. It's it's one of the cathedrals of college basketball. In fact, I think it's called the cathedral of, of college basketball. Um, the building's awesome. The whole thing. I'm trying to think if there. I'm. Uh, let me pull it up here quickly. Um, yeah, all the Big Five. Like I said, it's recently been renovated. I think it's just historically Z. Got like it. Just historically, okay. it's just a monster in the history of, the, of basketball. It's just one of the places. It's often it's called the birthplace of-, of college basketball. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a, it'd be a fun place. Like I guarantee you'd go in there and shoot. Well, like if you went and got that shots up pretty cool, you'd yeah. get some, you'd, you'd you're going to knock them down. And then I think he's doing a, Then I think it's a little pizza party. Okay. Yeah. At least he's home. Favorite, uh, yeah. Pizza place. Does he have a little yeah. juice to him over there? Coach. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he's he excited is doing to be home. Whatever he, yes, yeah, but I, I think he's also trying to do whatever he can to stay as focused as he can because there's a distraction literally at every turn. Yeah, I think for him, <laughs> he's got I a think, lot going on. I think today, like I, we weren't around him today yet, but I bet today he's probably. I saw him. His father, much more relaxed. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. His pops was uh, in the house. 
All right. We will uh, so. hand out some awards from the first uh, from the two joint practices. Some some game balls coming up. Um, also, who on from the from the guys who are roster. Are they in? Are they out? Who helped themselves the most this week? You'll hear from Miles as well. We're off and running on a first Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule is here. Get your single game tickets now for all of the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Um, either Gibbe or Uno are asking you, Z, if you had to give a game ball from joint practices, who's the one player on all three phases that has earned one? My father is an English teacher, and he'd have a problem with this the phrasing of this. Sounds like there's Red one pen. player who is on all three sides of the ball that has earned one. Yeah. Grammar's important. Punctuation's that's, important. That's why Uno. I changed to all three phases in real yeah. time. Well, and you need – I took out to ball. Say, I changed it to all three, actually, all three phases. from college. You need to say who is the player on each of the three phases that is worthy of a game ball, meaning that we're going to give out three game balls, one to each phase. As opposed to it one guy like who one did all three does it all. on a ball that doesn't have size. Yeah. I don't think there is. I don't think there is somebody who does all three. Um, offensively, I mean, David Njoku continues to be awesome. Um, but I think I'm going to give it to Dewan Jones. I think Dewan Jones went out there, got reps working against Brandon Graham, the venerable mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, more than held his own and has the look of somebody – you know, Hoff was raving about him last night, and after he interviewed him on Training Camp Insider, which is up on the Browns YouTube channel now, um, so check that out. But Hoff was raving about him and what he saw from him. Baldinger's been raving about him. Baldinger was at practice yesterday, and one of the reasons he was there, he wanted to watch see Dewan Jones up close and personal. But I think Dewan Jones will get my, my game ball. I, I think the Browns may have found an absolute steal in – you know, they, he's got no work at left tackle, and you wonder if it, at any point he will. Like, will he end up being the, the top backup tackle, or is it let's just keep him right now in his, you know, rookie season, right tackle only. And, you know, I think that if not now, I feel like we're headed to a place where if Jack Conklin were to miss regular season time, that he might be the first guy up at right tackle. So that's noteworthy because yesterday Coach was asked if who you would see at right tackle with Conklin in concussion. He said Hudson would be right. the guy over there. But then yesterday's practice, it seemed like DeWan did just as much. Is that fair? Yeah, especially over the second half. Yeah, so I I, I don't know what that – I don't know. That obviously changed on the fly. Um, but I thought he had a great accounting of himself. That's huge, man. Yeah. That's yeah. a great – That would great be an incredible graphic. bonus. Oh, that would be yeah. an incredible Definitely. bonus. Definitely. It was again, it was never talent, it was never ability, it was just motivation dialed in, all those things. The draft process we've talked about ad nauseum, but that is monstrous. Um the fact that he's performed the way that he has and is and is off and running the way that he is. Um how about on the defensive side? Um I'd probably give the game ball to 
Zadarius Smith, but you could give it to Oboe. You could give it to MJ Emerson. You could give it to Denzel. You could, I mean, you give it to a lot of people on the defense, frankly. I, I love the way McLeod, Thornhill, and Delpit are all out there working together. But I'll go with Zadarius Smith because it just jumped out what a beast that man is. You talk about upping our physicality, upping our toughness. And he was a guy who was pissed coming off the field after the end, the way practice ended. But he was yeah. a force throughout the practices. Um, so I would give it to Zadarius because – we were able to be disruptive with our pass rush on day two. Remember, Miles Garrett did not participate in day two in any team periods. We were able to be disruptive still because of him and Dalvin and Shelby Harris and Oboe. But Darius Smith is the real deal. You mentioned McLeod. I want to circle back to him in a second. Um, sometimes I think he's a little bit of a forgotten dude in terms of what he's capable of. Yep. It's, you know, we're always Delp at Thornhill, you know. But uh, McLeod... Feel, I've heard you mention him a couple times now. It feels like he could have a, a major role in this defense. Yeah, we're going to play that. I think that big dime is going to be something you see a lot from us in passing situations where you got McLeod, Delpit, and Thornhill together. And McLeod in those often plays you know, in the post, plays kind of that single high in the middle of the field, observing everything. What has been awesome in talking to some of the young guys and even talking to, their, to the safety coach, Coach Banda, he's seen so much football. Yeah. that he he he's able to get people in the right spots very effectively because it feels like he knows what's coming before it happens. And I think that, you know, having him in this defense has made Grant play faster, has made Thornhill play faster, um, and, and I think we're going to see that three-safety look. I think that's going to be a big part of what we do in, in you know, third and long type situations and in those obvious passing situations. I think there are times, you know, we're talking that's like a 4-1-6 I also sure. think there'll be times where we, you know, we do our a five-one-five nickel as well, which we really haven't shown yet. Where we get the five down linemen, a five-man front, much like the Eagles have one backer, and then you got the three corners and two safeties. But there's a lot of versatility for this this group. And Rodney McLeod, his knowledge of the defense, the fact that he's been playing so well, and he has been. Last year he was top five safety, like period, like full stop at Pro Football Focus. Top five in coverage, top five overall. So he is an incredible player who's had a long and storied career. Wasn't he a teammate of your uh, former? Yeah. On your, on your, yeah. Oh, he loved with him. With the Rams. Yeah. Lo yeah. yeah. So Lauren I just loved him. He's like, dude, he's, that's, he's my guy. Yeah, I love that. So he's, yeah, he's been very impressive. You heard nothing but great things. And it was cool you saw the way the Eagles organization, just seeing him, the way they responded to him as well was awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, in that in that big dime, is that who is that linebacker that you think ideally they'd want there? Uh, it's been Kunashik for a little bit, and we saw JOK, but it could I think it could end up being JOK, you know, A Walk, depending on you know how his recovery goes. Talk, but JOK, Jordan, I think it's any of those guys. Okay, uh, and how about special teams? I mean, K made six all for six. field goals. Six yeah. for six from 45, 49, I think at 54. They were all pumped right down the middle. Go do it in games. But, yeah, that's you know, good. that was – he knew it was going to be documented and covered, and so that's good. But you got to go do it in games. But, you know, Kate did a good job. Corey Bohork has hits the most unbelievable directional bombs. <laughs> Watching does. it like, close and personal is wild. He was doing it in some of the team drills too, so you could make a case for him. Uh, but I'll give it to Kate. He got all of those six for six. Let's keep it rolling. 
All right, who uh, who helped them, themselves the most this week in, ter- from, in terms of fighting for rosters, that type of stuff? Well, I mentioned Dewan Jones. You know, you're talking about people who helped themselves, so maybe, you know, upping their role, giving them an opportunity. Uh, I would say Dewan Jones. I'd say Zaire Mitchell-Payton um, because right now we don't know what's going on with Harrison Bryant. No. He's got a health issue. We have not seen him in a long time. He was not on this trip, at least not to my knowledge. So you wonder at some point, you know, is he going to be able to be the third tight end? And if not, you know, Zaire Mitchell-Payton, you got as well, you know, Miller Forrest all came back and had a great showing in that game against Washington. But I think Zaire Mitchell-Payton has helped himself out quite a bit. Um, yeah, so those would be those would be the guys I'd go with. We know that, you know, Ronnie Hickman helped himself more than anybody with his play against the Washington Commanders, and so you want yeah. to see that. But there was not a ton of, you know, like DTR didn't get a rep in these. I would have loved to see DTR get some reps, but that's just, you know, he's going to get all the reps in the game. Yeah, Thursdays um, for him. Monday and Thursdays, Tuesdays for him. For the, yep. big, the, the big guys at the top of the, the food chain yep. Um, yep. Is, is the way that thing's going to go. All right, coming up next, we will go around the league. Uh, we had another episode of Hard Knocks as well and another turn in the Michael Orr situation with the blind side. We get to all of that coming up oh, next. Man. Just to clear the Browns daily on A50 ESPN Cleveland. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bat Sports Betting Partner, your Cleveland Browns. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1 800 Elk Ohio. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Ravens corner Marlon Humphrey expected to miss about a month with a foot injury. Uh, so that happened in, in Ravens camp. This is just the time where it's like you start to get these, right? Like yep. three weeks into camp, you start to get an injury and it nags and then who knows how long that, that you'll in inevitably be out. Um, so in a, in a world where you play thing or not a thing, I would say not a thing now. You know, thing Agreed. in September. Not a thing not now. And yeah. Not a thing now, and I don't think it's a thing for when they play us. If he's out a month and that month starts now, he'll be ready for us in week number four. <clears throat> All right, so Hard Knocks episode two was last night. Um, big picture, we're two episodes in. You saw the, you've seen the first episode by now, right? I saw the first one. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, this is, it's basically quarterback except only Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It's, it's 45 minutes of him mic'd. Really? Of an hour. It's pretty much just okay. him. Yeah. Like, yeah. so they have a, a skit with this illusionist or mentalist or whatever the hell you call this guy at the beginning, which is crazy. Like those guys make me a little uncomfortable. I don't like not understanding how they do that stuff. And his magic is absolutely stupefying. It makes I no like that stuff, sense. Man. Uh, it makes me he nervous. Maybe his, maybe he's magic. <clears throat> maybe he is. I mean, my my head tells me not, 
But what he pulled off in this episode was um, it was just absolutely stunning. Just crazy. Do the players defies a lot? Yes, the, of course. Do they? Yes. Yeah, that doesn't I'll make t- sense. There's a guy in Cleveland that is really, really, really good. And one Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving, Ms. Fest, we ended up at, at this one particular place where uh, Mrs. Dad always was. And the guy was there. And he's been on, like, he's done some stuff on TV. He's amazing. Yeah. And he did a thing with us where had a card, like I signed it. I remember if I signed or Kayla signed it. One of us signed the card, like our signature in a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. He took the card in front of us. He gave us the card back, said, you guys ripped this up. So we ripped up that card. You physically ripped it. Right. With our with the signature mm-hmm. on it. Like, yep. that was that card. It is now ripped into like four or five pieces. Okay. Says, okay, give me the pieces. He takes them back, puts it in the deck. Like, now it's kind of like, there's why are these pieces in the deck? Anyway, does this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. The big reveal is, he's like, do you feel something in your shoe? And I'm like, yeah. In my shoe, okay, was the card that we signed back together whole and just like folded up. And this happened, like, right in front of us, right in front of me. Like, nobody touched my shoe. There hasn't been a card in my shoe since I left my house. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So maybe they are magic. Obviously, it's a sleight of hand somehow, some way. But, like, to get something into my shoe. Without – And it was like – I feel like you would notice somebody in your shoe. Yeah, because it wasn't in – like, just – it wasn't like they just slid in the back near my ankle. It was, like, up under, like, the ball of my foot, and it wasn't there until he said, do you feel something in your shoe? Mm, 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 It made no sense. I'm like, dude, you're a sorcerer. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right? So this this guy's that good. Like, he he does three tricks that are – I mean, just let everybody – I can't wrap your head around it. Doesn't right, make sense. Gonna, I, I don't want to ruin it for you. You'll see for yourself. I love the that. The one he does on Rogers is crazy. I just like it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And I'm sure um, I don't know if Rogers is like this, but like for me, when that guy was doing, all I was doing was trying to watch whatever I thought he didn't want me to watch. Of course, I was you like looking at his eyes, his other hands. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. None of the tricks that he was. None of the fun stuff he was doing. I was just like trying to be locked. And he ended up getting him. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it was not ripped again. Like, that's the thing. I, we ripped it. I right. know it was ripped. You, you, yeah. There couldn't have been yeah, another card lying around with our signature on it. We didn't sign it. No. How would you? How would it? it makes no sense. Um, the, yeah. the rookie talent show they did was absolutely an abomination. But really, the highlight, like, you're getting the, the, the thing that I would say is the New York Jets have given their franchise to Aaron Rodgers. It feels that way. Yeah, that was like, one of the things I read that like everybody else is just like a forget side it. show. Yeah, forget it. In the first episode, you get a little bit of sauce, a little bit of uh, Garrett Wilson. This one, you get a little bit of Quinn and Williams, but it's like eighty percent Rogers, and it's great. Like just his behavior, the way he is. Our guy Campy was there. Um, he, ah, he's the offensive uh-huh. line coach for Carolina, so like there was a lot of back and forth between him and Rogers. Yeah, because the they were in Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all very good. But like his p- lack of patience with like the snap, um, like, for example, like he doesn't want the snap spiraled 
Like, don't spiral the snap. He just wants it back to him quickly, uh, but doesn't want it spiral. He just wants it back straight. Um, you know, so there was a lot of conversation about the Why? snap. And, I don't know. It just says he doesn't like how it feels in his hands when it comes in on a spiral. He just likes it coming in like a knuckleball, I guess. Would like be the flat. Yeah. Yeah. So a um, lot okay. of good stuff with that. Like anybody okay. – t- to me, like what you're getting from Rodgers is a real window into – and it's a it's a glossed window, sure, sure, it's curated, but it's also a real window into one of the greatest to ever play the position and just the way he absolutely. goes about his business. Um, yeah, absolutely. The other thing uh, from a newsworthy standpoint today, and I believe you had this on Monday when we talked about the Michael Orr situation. There's a lot of layers to this thing. So um, you had Orr making the original uh, charges on Monday, filing suit on Monday. You had the Tuies responding to this and this is the blindside story right they responded to yep. it on monday night um and then yesterday you had even more stronger language from michael Orr's. um uh, i'm sorry for the from the Tui's attorney saying that michael has attempted to extort them before and if they didn't pay him 15 million dollars then he was going to put out bad things about them in the press and, and go at them i would say if that is true that ought to be very easily provable yes yes there's be, documentation I, somewhere and it makes Text, me feel like as, email as a, as a lawyer you don't say that in publicly unless you feel like you've got that that proof backing you up yeah the whole thing yeah. just amazing the timing of it doesn't make sense and and i don't know what the real truth is here at all and i'm not pretending to it just it felt like if this was his gripe that there were enough people around him when he was making enough money that this would have come out earlier yeah and so you know I'd be very curious to know what his current financial situation is. Yeah. And I, I, if they have the, you know, the evidence of, of that or that, you know, there's never been anything on their side, you need to see it. It's just, to me, the saddest part is, is that this truly was, at least at a time, an incredible story. Sure. They were at his draft. I mean, like the whole thing. Like, yes. There's no All question, like, the old Miss stuff doesn't happen without him. And I know he – I think I said this on Monday when we talked about it. I know that there was bitterness from him um, in terms of the way that he was portrayed in the movie, you know, as, like, a simpleton and all that. Like, yeah. that always bothered him. He felt like that hung around his neck. Um, and I know that because my buddy Don Yeager ghost wrote his yep, yep, right. autobiography. So um, I knew that there was that there was some of that that was very real that he's been dealing with. So I think that there's some some shades of gray here. Um, but there, there was always going to be a little bit more to that story. The thing that hit me after Monday's original was the claim that they made 2.5% of the gate of the movie. They're lucky to get anything from the movie. They got the money from the book. That's where that goes. Once the book is bought by a movie company, a, a, a movie production house, at that point, the studio, they pay the guy who wrote the book. They're not yeah. paying you. They bought the book. The book's the rights. 2.5% yeah. of the gate would be like what Sandra Bullock would make. Yeah, right. That would be an right. enormous number. That's That would be Bullock, not somebody a book that, is based on. Correct. So like that read of it, I thought, well, that's that's definitely not right, that that would play out that way in terms of them getting a percentage of the of the gate of the movie. There just was no way. Um, yeah. Have so. they said that too, like that that was a preposterous yeah, allegation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't add up. Well, that's, that's, that, that's that part of it when, didn't add up. There's very little of it that adds up. The timing yeah. of it doesn't add up, and it's just it's strange, and it's obviously unfortunate that it's it's at this point. But I have a feeling it's going to get ugly, and then, you know, 
there's going to be proof of something yes. in one of these ways that is going to that is going to topple this thing, and, and somebody's going to come out of this looking, or two, or one side is going to come out of this looking really bad. No middle ground. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it's uh, in this instance there will be a, certainly one side that comes out on the on the lower end of it. Uh, uh, Miles at the podium that will come up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, it's Bo here for my team at Renew Home Exteriors. Now we're introducing new Ascend Composite Clad Siding featuring beautiful deep grain, deep grain look at 20 available colors as well on that. Keep that just installed look for a lifetime with this low maintenance siding. Plus, with Renew's price match guarantee, you can be assured you receive the best price for your exterior project even after you buy Renew Home Exterior. Superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. And now let's go to the podium and Miles Garrett. All good. Got rolled up on and, you know, had some pain. But, got, you know, the guys are looking out for me and wanted to be a little bit cautious with, with today. Let's see how I felt. And uh, got out there, moving well, was feeling good. Told me to just, you know, cool it for, for team and, you know, just let the guys work. And, and they came out there with a lot of juice and a lot of energy. And it was, uh, there was some good, some bad, but, you know, they should be expecting it, Ken. Assuming it's felt good from going out there in the individual stuff, is what you're talking about? Yeah, you know, individual was, was exploding out. A little, a little pain, but it needs to be expected. Was it a different um, foot than you had the dislocated toe on, or the same one? Uh, different foot. I came out, and uh, I think we were, we we're flying around no more. A lot, lot more energy, a lot more, more juice you know, down the field, finish toward the ball, and then there were uh, less mistakes. But you know, those guys over there, you know, they were in position to to win it big for a reason. You know, they they executed at a high level and you know, made some big plays. And you know, hats off to them. You know, we got to keep on executing and finish each play. You know, on top like like we know we can. Why, why are there? Why is their offensive line kind of the perfect team to kind of do these against for you guys as a defensive front? Oh, I mean, you, you want to see a lot of different looks as far as you know, off of the line just because that's what you're going to face. Now everyone's going to set the same. They have a, a pretty unique scheme, um, com- at least compared to some of the other you know, teams we'll face in the league. And, uh, you know, allows us to you know, have some, some liberties we wouldn't face against our own team, and that, that gives us you know, a different different look and, and uh, some adjustments that you know, we, we weren't able to, to really see what we were we were playing you know, each other. You know, it's the way they were setting, the way they were kicking. You know, allows for, for us to see if stuff will work a little bit further down the line and uh, prepare us for the season. Miles, I was listening to Jason Kelsey talk over there, do his media session. He said that um, this D line was you know, one of the better end to end D lines in the league. To hear that from a guy like Kelsey, what, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, it means a lot. He's seen, he's seen a whole lot. You know, he's been around for a while, and you know, he's, he's played against some, some really good ones. So. No, and definitely, is uh, it's, a, it's an honor coming from him. But no, we gotta not make the most of it. No, we appreciate the words, but we gotta keep on putting the work in. What do you think this 
your guys' offense that was out there, but when these skirmishes like happen in these joint practices, that's something you can feel like building as, as the days get longer, the competition builds when you're going against these guys for two days. You know, it's it's just usually going to get, you know, the intensity is going to ramp up. You know, guys are passionate. They want to make plays. And you, know, you get in that, that mode you know, where, you know, it starts to get game-like. And, you know, stuff like that happens. You know, they're, they're very competitive, and, and as are we. So, you know, it, just, it gets to a point where, you know, you know, guys start to take it up a notch. And you know, we, we got to be able to, you know, lock in and, and bring it back down when, once those, those times start coming up and starts ramping up a little bit too much. I didn't I didn't see cheap shots myself I'm not saying that they didn't happen but uh, I didn't see any and, uh, and I saw there were some skirmishes on the, the offensive field so you know, you know, tech in and I know they'll they'll be better and I know the the older guys they have a lot of vets that will uh, help them you know continue to practice the right way and have good habits you know we'll do the same on our side because you know fight's not going to start from you know just just one side doing anything you know it takes you know, a little bit from from both so you know, we both need to improve and you know, be able to get out here and, and get good work how did you feel like the young guys got good work you know especially guys like isaiah and and siaki and, and Oba? no going against you no know, big time talent like like they were they're getting looks that you know you don't always, you know, get to get. You know, you're going to get, you know, Joel and, and Jed and and Jack and Dewan. You know, all those guys are, are really good, but you know, that's only one set you're seeing. You know, you're seeing a variety of, of different skill sets. You know, from a, a different team who's who's very talented at what they do, and that allows you to to start adapting to you know what else you're going to see in the league, and uh, starts to. Create a you know, a little bit of a variety of your pass rush moves and what you see really works for you and what works for you across the board instead of just one style. Mm-hmm. Miles, you guys are kind of still ramping up Shelby Harris, but to get him out there and, and see what he can do, what does he add to the D line? I mean, he, he plays with you know a lot of a lot of passion. You know, he's fiery, and uh, you know he, right now he's getting his his feet underneath him and and uh, you know working working his hands really well. Uh, he has a lot of knowledge of the game coming out and being able to do you know, a variety of moves. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll let you tell that he's not where he wants to be, but, you know, we, we know from, from how, he, how he's spoken in the classroom and how he, he talks the game while he's out there, you know, coaching up the younger guys. And that, you know, it's just about him getting in that, that game, you know, game-like form and shape for him. Miles, um, the Eagles led the NFL with 70 sacks last year, and they've sort of set the standard for what, you know, the prototypical D-line should be. Do you feel that way, that they are, like, where you guys want to get to? And do you feel like with all the additions and with Jim Schwartz that you're getting there or close? I mean, there's one style of doing it. There's many different styles of of being an aggressive and, you know, a production-heavy, you know, defense and defensive line. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find our own way. You know, we'll carve our own path, and they're just you know another uh, really source of knowledge for us to pull from as far as you know how to how to be uh, so efficient and, and uh, productive. You no know, rushing the passer, and, but you know we have different guys who who do bring you no know, different things to the table, and so we have to you know play with what we have, and I think we can be you know, very talented in our own right. Um, how much do you 
about Jordan Mawada going up against Jordan, and, and are you familiar with uh, his story and his background a little bit? And, and if so, he just took such a unique path to get to the NFL. Do you find that sort of fascinating? Absolutely. You know, he's he's pretty young in the game. If you were to look at how long he's been here, and you know, for him to pick up the game so fast and you know, be where he's at, he's. I'm sure he's proved a lot of people wrong, but he's, he's certainly impressed me and some others with how how quickly he's uh, he's come along, and uh, you know, he's he's already you know got the the size for it. He's, he's big as a house, but he he moves really well. He's athletic, and he's shown that you know, in his rugby days. But uh, you know you you can't help but like you know marvel at like this guy you know moving as as well as he does. You know being as efficient as he does working with with Lane. He's he's gotten a you know his his technical prowess to you know, a pretty high level, and I think he's going to only continue to grow and grow as a, as a player. Are you going to go see Messi tonight by any chance? No comment. <laughs> he would have got a show. Messi scored again um, last night. He's got nine goals in six games versus MLS competition for Inter Miami. So if he did go, he got a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent show from uh, the world's best I player. I feel maybe like he might have made an appearance there last night. All right. Well, good. But there you was, should. you know, there was a bed check, so you couldn't stay yeah. for the whole thing. I mean, isn't no. what Messi is doing like as if you know Jordan at not the end, not the Wizards' end of his career, but like the end of his still like dominant career when and played in like the D League? Be like if LeBron went to China right now. Someone said, someone said and we were like, it, wow, LeBron, can you believe LeBron's averaging 40 in China? And we we're like, yeah, actually, yeah, I can. I can't believe it. Makes sense. He's the best player in the world. Still, I can't remember where line. I saw it. Someone said it's <laughs> he's play, you're playing FIFA on easy. Yep. <laughs> well, but yeah. here's the thing that I think it's it can be both that he's extraordinary. Let's remember that he was the best player at the World Cup six yes. months yes. ago. OK, yes. so it can be both that he is extraordinary and MLS isn't as bad and this isn't doesn't have to be some huge indictment of mls mls no. is about what people think it is it's like the eighth eight to 12th best league in the world and right. it's somewhere in there and so he's dominating it as he should be because he's one exactly. of the five best players in the world still exactly yeah i mean what's he on you play with psg all the time what is he on that like a 91 yeah like he's ridiculous the only guy who's better is uh mbappe although he's he's starting to decline for age in my season it's very sad he's down to an 88 Oh gosh, you hate to see that. Yeah. Hate, to, hate to see that. I brought in some uh, guy named Odegaard, who's got a great Game of Thrones name, and who's a beast. He's my. He's gonna be my new Messi. He's your new guy. I like yeah. it. I like it. Very good. Um, all right, we will. Uh, we'll get a little higher, lower, better, worse coming your way shortly. You're listening to Cleveland Runs Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And to celebrate the 18th Cleveland Brown being inducted into the Hall of Fame, Ty Cleaners has an incredible offer. Enjoy eight bucks off any order of $18 or more. Just mentioned Browns at drop-off. Tide Cleaners is your one-stop shop for all your dry cleaning and laundry service needs. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the location nearest you. Some exclusions may apply. Uh, ZB, we were going to go through every kind of position group and, and get some grades for, for how they performed uh, over the joint sure. tracks of the Eagles. We did do this from Rick, though. Did Nick Chubb compete over the last two days? I haven't heard a peep about him. Excuse me if the boys have talked about him. I'm a day behind. 
Yeah, and he looks great. It's he's I think Nick sometimes in the, he's Nick Chubb. In these things, it's wild in the sense that you see him, you see his speed, you see his vision, his power, running through arm tackles. And you can't really assess the running game until there's true tackling to the ground because you can't say, oh, he broke that tackle. Oh, he did not break that tackle. You can't – you have to see that. And part of what Nick Chubb does is, you know, yards after contact. Well, that doesn't exist in these things because the guy runs by and they do that, oh, I tagged you up and that's it, and they celebrate because they don't have to, you know, make any of these plays. And so it's hard. He looks great. He looks fast. He looks strong. He looks like preseason is this is not for Nick Chubb. No, we don't need Nick Chubb to be heard in a joint practice. Like that being said, it was kind of funny. He actually fumbled twice on Monday. And I don't know what that that could have been. Oh, my God. You're going to set off panic. No, he did not fumble. It was on it was on ball handling. It was on like an option pitch and like a read pull. It wasn't like just he just fumbled. Correct. Well, that man, that, the, the context. context matters. I can't even see you. Like I'm, I'm getting the circle of death on my computer right now. The internet sucks. That's good. Gibby, Gibby's running it on a one. Gibby's in an eleven right now. Yeah, just of, of loving life. He's in an eleven oh, of loving life. All right, let's go uh, position position group by position group. Let's get some grades out of UZ on what you saw in the two days against Philly. Remember, folks, we talked about this. We've been talking about these two days all summer, that these are the two days you'd know most about where your team is. So we'll start on the offensive side. Let's start at quarterback. What do you got for the quarterbacks in the two game, two uh, practices? And I'm going to focus. This is going to be on Watson. And I'm going to yeah. say uh, B. B. Yeah. Wasn't – we did not light them up consistently but you saw a lot of really good you saw a lot of a throws and then you saw a lot of c throws and these situations and so that's how you end up to me at a b there it was was this what we hope to see deshaun watson be this year no i think is it cause for panic like it feels like you were saying earlier also no i think that deshaun watson showed you some of the tight window throws the arm strength the ball placement all of it that he is capable of and i think he also showed you that you know very good quarterbacks still can be derailed by pressure and so I think you saw all of that so I as a B I think if he played in games as he played in this one and our defense you know was having a good day and Nick Chubb's having a good day absolutely winning quality football was it put the team on my back type of a performance it was not that either so I a B a B I was just curious what um yeah, so I this is what I thought. This is how I remembered it as well. Like, if we were to do a guess the stats on Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Philly. Okay. What's your – what's your uh, – give me your yardage. I want to say, like, 240. It wasn't huge, but Valdez Scantling, I feel like, had 100 of it. Had a lot of it. Or it might have been against the Bengals. That's Bengals. That's Bengals. For yeah. Valdez Scantling, yeah, yeah, uh, Mahomes went twenty-one to twenty-seven for one eighty-two, one eighty-two. Okay, yeah, Eagles are good. They're really good, and so that's and a lot they of game plan for like all of right. that stuff. Like, that's the other thing I don't think people realize. Really I want I I can tell you this with one hundred percent certainty because it was a question I asked our head coach, and he answered it on the Kevin Stefanski show. I said, "When you come out of day one." 
of one of these joint practices, you watch the tape, do you then make adjustments to try to counter, you know, what some of the things that the Eagles were doing? And he yeah. kind of laughed and he goes, no, we're not, there's, there's no game planning in these practices. We are not calling our things that we think would work best against this Eagles defense. We're just getting our work in. We're, there are certain plays and things we want to see. These are different looks than we're used to getting against them. And you could get these looks in the season, but there's no game planning whatsoever in these joint practices in terms of doing things on offense that we thought would give us the best chance of success against their defense and vice versa. And I'm sure that's true for the Eagles too. I'm sure that's true for them too. So that's one thing that also kind of, you know, take with a grain of salt in in some of this stuff. And that's why, again, that's why I said it was a B for Deshaun. I think people think that it has to be either he's fully back or, oh, my God, it's a crisis. And I think that there can be – there's a lot of ground between those two outposts, right? And I think that in this one, was it as sharp as we had seen, you know, at other points of the offseason? No, but that's because – but it was in the seven-on-sevens. It absolutely was. So that then becomes what's the factor, what's the differentiating factor? The pressure from the best front in football, and that that affected him. So – I Again, I got everything I wanted out of these two days. I feel like the Browns have all the talent in the world, everything they need, the physicality, the toughness, the size, the, the skill, all of it, to be every bit as good as the Philadelphia Eagles. And I did not feel that last year after the two days of the joint practices. It just it, They were on a different level than the Browns. That's not the case anymore. That's what the whole point of this was. That's right. That's what the whole point of this was. And you got that answer. And you got that ever. You don't have to take it. Don't listen to me. You can say, oh, you know, he's just a homer or whatever. Read the Philadelphia people. All of them have that consensus. I mean, that's not even up for debate. Now, you could to the level of panic or degree of what you're thinking, because everybody's praising Deshaun, by the way, coming out of Monday, that he had an awesome day. And then on Tuesday, you know, there was some good, as I mentioned, seven on seven. There were some not as good in some of those team periods. That's why it's a B. It wasn't elite. I did. We didn't see, you know, what you the like high, high, highest of levels, but it was definitely good enough to play winning football. Certainly. Uh, running back room. Hard to say. Nick Chubb looks great. Beyond Nick Chubb, you know, it, it, the question remains, is is that person, is that third running back on our roster? And, you know, you don't get the benefit of getting to see, unfortunately. You get the benefit of getting to see Jerome Ford. So we don't know really how ready Jerome Ford is or any of it. So I, I think that from Nick Chubb's an A, but the rest of the room is an incomplete. Receivers. Amari had a couple of drops on the first day, which were very uncharacteristic for him, but had some very nice routes on the second day. Uh, DPJ had a great touchdown down in the red zone on in a tight, tight window. Tillman made a great catch, Moss and somebody. Um, I thought at times, you know, there wasn't as much separation as you would have wanted for some of the guys, kind of taking it through the whole look at the room. But uh, they would be, you know, on par with, I would say, with the quarterback passing kind of goes hand in hand. So I would say a, a B for the receivers as well. Offensive line. For their standard, I thought that at times it was very good. And the one-on-ones, they did really well. And Mm -hmm. that's not stuff that really gets talked about afterwards. They did very well in the one-on-ones. You're focused much more on the team situation, and I 100% get that. So I thought thought that they – I'm going to give them a – uh, a B minus dealing with a very difficult front. So you got to grade it on a curve knowing that that's what they were dealing with. But I thought at times they did not do a good enough job of protecting 
of protecting Deshaun Watson, which I think the Eagles would probably give their offensive line the same grade. Like, look, tough task, but they at times did not do a good enough job protecting Jalen Hurts. Tight ends. Chiefs excellent. Aikens made some nice catches. Um, I, I, I B plus. Did you see? I, I'm sure you've been getting a lot going on. Like one of the. Uh, did you see the supermodels comments on on Chief? He's having a good off the field day yesterday no. too. Yeah. This, what do you uh, mean? I think there's a there's a Swedish supermodel that says he has the face of an angel. Oh baby, go, go Chief, Chief, go. go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for that, him. Yeah, Where God is bless. This at? Is um, that Instagram? I saw it this morning somewhere where I was uh, prepping for the morning, and I I saw the uh, the comments. She was a big she's a big Burrow guy and a big Chief guy. Those are the right. uh, those are the top two draft picks right there. Um, are those two guys? Um, all right, let's switch it over to the defensive side, defensive line. Uh, a A plus like that was they came and stole the show. The defensive line absolutely stole the show. Zadarius Miles when Zadarius Miles. Dalvin and Oboe were out there together. I mean, it was it was difficult for the Eagles to do anything. So, A-plus, they were the stars. To me, that's what you come out of these two days feeling the best about on the Cleveland Browns is the defensive front. Secondary. Very solid. I mean, and they battled. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, like those are very talented wide receivers. They had a lot of wins in one-on-ones. They had a lot of wins in seven-on-sevens. They got beat at times, too. Because the Eagles are good, and I think that's okay. Like, that's going to happen. Sometimes they're that good, and, you know, some of Deshaun's throws, the Eagles were in great position. He just made better. Perfect throw will always beat good coverage. Joe, Joe Hayden said that to us last week. Because you can be in the best position possible. If they make the perfect throw, it's going to beat you. And he says that can be frustrating when they're that good. Um, I thought our secondary had a very nice day. Denzel played well. MJ continues to come along. I'll give our secondary uh, a minus. Linebackers. Solid, but not a whole lot to even really report, you know, in the sense that we're not tackling the ground in the run game. They seem to be in some good spots in the passing game. Um, I'd say, you know, solid B. Some some good, some not as good, but nothing. They didn't stand out. What stood out to me was that defensive front and then obviously our, our corners and safeties. Let's finish it up with special teams, my friend. Yeah, good directional punting by Bohorquez. We didn't see a ton of the return game with Jakeem Grant. They weren't doing, like, full-on returning. I think that's probably too too many collisions for even in this situation. So they do like kind of a punt. So it was really you couldn't assess that. So it was really about how you hit the ball. Uh, and then Cade went six for six. So special team came at an A. It was an A week for special teams. There no you go, Gibbe. kids. Gibbe's making a face. What's that face for, Gibbe? Eh. I, I, I was going to say, I, we definitely need to include Demetric Felton because he looks like a different player th- than from past years. In the special teams grades? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 liked, I liked what he had to do. Okay. <laughs> good job. Very good. We'll do a little better or worse coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
For nearly a century, the Rumpke families offer one of the nation's largest waste and recycling companies, providing top-level services to residential and commercial customers. That's Rumpke's Waste and Recycling. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Time for a little higher or lower, presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery, offering easy ways to keep gambling fun. Hello, Gibby. Hello. Away we go, and a new head of the NFL.com Weekly Power Rankings. Oh, my Dan gosh. Hansis has turned over the reins. Oh, And he's my turned them over to our good friend who's been on our show plenty of times. Sure. One Eric Edholm, okay. right. who's now at NFL.com. All right. So these are the NFL Power Rankings preseason edition. Okay. And they came out late last week. And so we'll go through them here as we are in the preseason. Uh, first and foremost, again, compliments of NFL.com. My computer refreshed. Sweet. The Browns <laughs> come in at number 13. His enthusiasm is lovely. I'm trying. Like, I'm like, come it. on, kids. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. You need a B12 shot, brother. Yeah. Get the synapses fired. He poured something. He poured something in one of those drinks. There yeah. What was that, Gibbet? Like Not a vodka. Dehydrate a hydrator? That's yeah, early. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> early. Uh, yeah, it's called like, it's called Spark. There you go. Definitely needed one. Uh, the Browns come in at number 13. Ahead of them, the two teams, the Lions at 11, the Chargers at 12. Two teams behind them, the Seahawks are 14, and the Saints are 15. Bo Bishop, we will start with you. Higher, lower, or just right for your 2023 Cleveland Browns. This is, you correct me if I'm wrong, Z, we've been doing the uh, the higher and lowers all through the offseason, all through the summer. Uh, we've done them from yep. various uh, accounting, uh, various accounts, various peoples. Uh, this yep. is the highest I've seen us at 13. We're usually like 19. In terms of the yeah, lowest, yeah. So, well, the worst. This is the this worst. Is the worst. No, this is the best I've seen us. I've not seen the us best. better, better than 13th. We This is the highest ranked in the poll that I've seen okay. us. Typically, we are 18, 19. You know, that's, Which is that's, insane. Right, but that's where people, that's fine. You know, and we what do we always say? Exactly. Okay, we got to do it. So we, we understand, understand. Um, so I like the fact that based on where everybody else is, we get a little bit of respect here. I do think we're better than the Lions. Um, I do think we're better than Jacksonville. I think we're better than Miami. So... I think we should be a little bit better than the 13th best team in football, but I also understand, and I give a little bit of props because the previous incarnations of these polls that we've done usually has us like 18. There's been some we've done that had us like 22. Yeah, I hear you on that. I think that it is – you want to be better than this? Guess what? According to this particular poll, you get the number four team week one, you get the number seven team in week four. You get the number three team in your fifth game, which is week six after our bye. You want to prove that you're the real deal. You want to be legit and get all those accolades that come with that. Go out there and prove it. And you, they got the yeah. Steelers at 19 and the Titans at 23. So there it is. I think the crazy thing is the Browns are 13th. Mm-hmm. They are the ninth AFC team. <laughs> Well, in the top 13. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and they have – I mean, they got the Lions ahead of us. I think we're better than the Lions. So, I mean, I think you could say nine of the top 12. I think the only NFC teams that belong in that group 
it's got to be what? It's Philly, San Francisco, San Francisco, and Dallas? Maybe Dallas. Yep, Dallas. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's crazy. And then Seattle's close. The Giants are close. All right, next. Higher or lower? All right, number one in the preseason power rankings, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we can all agree that that's probably correct. Uh, so let's go to number two. Real quick on the that. Philadelphia. On, on the that? Kansas City, just for a second. Please. Do, do you guys know who Justin Ross is? You know, the wide receiver who got hurt at Clemson? Yeah. Five-star yeah. recruit, uh, dominates in the national championship game as a freshman, lights out. This is when they lit up Bama. Lawrence yep. to him. I want to say it's a back, like a spinal issue. His sophomore year basically loses the rest of his college career. Okay? Yep. And then and then, um, kind of basically takes a red shirt last year yep. in terms of all. And so him flashing, you want to talk about like us hitting the lottery with Dewan Jones? This would be lottery cubed if he can have For a that. team that doesn't need that. Who doesn't need it. They won <laughs> the, guys, they won the Super Bowl that. last year rebuilding. <laughs> so, like, if, if he goes, yeah. Good night, nurse. Yeah. So number one is Kansas City. That that is worth watching because he will. Uh, he made his preseason debut the other night against the Saints, and it was his first game action since Clemson took on UConn late in the 2021 college football season. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played. Yeah. So I wonder what he did in the game. I can see what he's doing in practice. <laughs> Yeah, everybody else can too. I think we're. And it's Mahomes. The other thing is, is it's Mahomes is throwing to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City is number one. Philly is two. The 49ers are three, and it takes us to number four. The Cincinnati Bengals, higher, lower, or just right? Zagura. I think that that's. Fine, you can make the case that they're they should be three on this list. You can make the case they should be five on this list. I think that's right. Where I think they're appropriately ranked there at four. Bo Bishop. I mean, I'd have a little lower right now just because Burrow's not. He's not there. So, like, if Burrow's there, you know. But I think that there is. It seems like it's more encouraging than not for him. Um, they don't have any holes. You know, you do the matting rankings things. I'm sure they're like a ninety. You know, they they got everything yeah, that they need. Yeah, that's solid. Next. Higher or lower? Buffalo is number five, number six, the Dallas Cowboys. And it takes us to number seven, the Ratbirds from Baltimore. Bo Bishop, higher, lower, or just right for the Ravens? I don't know. Sometimes I love I love Todd Munkin. We, we saw him firsthand when he was here. I saw what he's done in Georgia the last couple of years, and I have no doubt that they're going to be in a better position going forward. Sounds like Zay Flowers looks like the real deal. Um, but, man, I, I really got to say, I, I think this is way too high for them. I like the Jets better than them. I think we're yep. better than them. Um, I, I think they should come. They are worser than the seventh-best team in the NFL. I think they have some real questions and holes. I agree. I do, too, but th- – they just seem to always get it done. And I, I think know. That if our if our roster and all that, we were the Ravens, people would have us in the top seven. It's just 
it's just kind of the it's the Ravens. They're going to figure it out. You know, Lamar was an MVP. Yada yada yada. It just feels to me like that's kind of just the way that they're always viewed, and and yeah, they're yeah. a dangerous team week to week. They are a very dangerous regular season they team. Are. If yeah. Monken can get you know, kind of update that offense a little bit, and Lamar holds up his end, they're going to be they will be tough. I just don't think they have the dominant defense that people typically associate with the Ravens, and their receiving room while exciting is still. Very unproven. Odell coming off of, you know, we haven't seen him play high-level football in many years due to injury. We've got Flowers, who's a rookie, and then Bateman hasn't been able to stay healthy either. Well, they're already they're already banged up. Yeah, They've Marlon lost Humphrey. numerous players already. Today, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and there there was something from Jeff Zrebeck. He said earlier today, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews seems to be frustrated after a Jackson TD pass to Flowers. Andrews spiked his helmet hard enough where it looked like part of it broke. He then took a knee off to the side and eventually walked back inside the facility by himself as practice was ending. Like, hmm. I don't know what. There's just there's some definite things. Ravens nose tackle Michael Pierce limped out of the second scrum. There was a, there were two fights today with the commanders. So why? Yeah. They, Andrews was mad at What? Well, that's we don't have context. I mean, he could have got yeah. cheap shotted by a defensive player. He could have got, you know, who knows what that could be. I don't. This is you saw the deep ball though from uh, from Lamar to Odell, where Odell had to wait on it. Yeah, yeah. I I you know. don't think it's totally in sync. I agree with you. Bro. I like the Jets a lot more we'll than we'll see. I really I like do the too. Jets. I think the Jets are gonna be really good. Yeah. Next, higher or lower. The Jets are eight, the Dolphins nine. It takes us to number 10 in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? I like this team. I I think they are very good. I think that Trevor Lawrence is good. I think they're well coached. Uh, I like them. I think that I like us better than the Jags, but I understand why they're ranked ahead of us. I probably like the Chargers better than the Jags as well. So maybe a little bit lower. Um, but I probably would dump down my bump Miami down also so yeah i think they're in the 10 to 12 range i think that's probably right 10 to 13 so maybe a little bit lower that's it they're at the top end of what i'd put their ranges right now but they're the prohibitive favorites to win their division like prohibitive. i would i would agree with that look i don't think they're the 10th best team in football but they are ascending in the biggest possible way and they're gonna have they'll definitely have one of the 10 best records in football i think that's fair that's a lock to me I mean, they're making the postseason. Yep. They're winning the South. Uh-huh. So, yep. You know that side. They'll the, the odds are very likely that they'll have a better record than everybody in the North except for whoever who wins it. It's true. I mean, that's that division's if, bad. If they take that if they could just take that next step. That's it. They're gonna. They're gonna like, be a very formidable team. They're not going anywhere. They're it, yeah right great more great news in the AFC. They're going to yeah. be really good. They got Ridley for nothing. A bag of balls. Nothing. I was a, a heist. Jeez. Next, higher or lower? Number nineteen. Let's jump down to the Squealers. Uh, ahead of them, the Giants at eighteen, the Falcons at seventeen, the Vikings at sixteen. Behind them, the Patriots at 20, the Broncos at 21. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right for the Squealers? Man, 
Look, no one wants to give them praise around here, but they are better than the 19th best team in football. Yes. Their defense is legit. Yes. The Washington kid they signed, the tight end out of Georgia, is a monster. They have a lot of weapons. Pickett can be entirely at – my God, they don't lose with Tomlin. And you're telling me that they're 19th? Come on. No, not. Higher, unfortunately. Yeah, they should be higher. I think the Giants should be higher. I think. I mean, the Falcons at 17 is wild. Now, the Falcons' record – might be better just because their division is so bad, and, and I think they're going to play a brand of football that will win. They're not a serious threat to actually do anything. The Steelers, if Kenny Pickett can go, have an electric defense, and then they've got – I think their skill room is – Pickens is awesome. We said this He's last awesome. year. George Pickens is a beast. Deontay yeah. Johnson is very good. Najee and Jalen Warner are a great running back combo. Fryer Moose a good tight end, and, you know, Allen Robinson is a third receiver is pretty darn good. He can still come out there and move the chains. Do you guys so, remember uh, – Darnell Washington in Georgia. He's like a, basically an offensive lineman playing tight end, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like six seven. So they have a kid who's going to go like Marvin Harrison Jr. will go first non quarterback position player next year in the draft. They have a kid at Georgia now, a tight end named Brock Bowers, who's going to be the number two position player non quarterback in the draft. Washington was behind him, but he dwarfed him from a size standpoint. Like incredible yeah. athlete. Not much of a receiver, more of a blocker. But they didn't throw to them, him. You know, that physicality. Right. Yeah. Final one. Higher or lower? I just want your opinion on the bottom four teams. He's got Arizona at 32. Yep. Houston at 31. Okay. Tampa Bay at 30. And the Raiders at number 29. Agree or disagree? Zagura. I mean, if the Raiders have... Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback, it's hard for me to see that they're going to finish in the bottom four. I think it's much more likely that Indianapolis finishes down there or Carolina finishes down there. Mm -hmm. I think those are significantly more likely scenarios. I agree. Yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders with a healthy Garoppolo are going to be, they're going to be hovering around 500. They're now they might be better off being down here because you get a better pick. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I think the two teams that are really fascinating down here are obviously Tampa Bay and the Rams. Yep. They have the Rams yep. 28, and that just becomes like if they get off to slow starts, do they punt? And, you know, do the Rams kind of do the opposite of blank them picks and get picks back for – like if they put Donald on the market. Oh, yeah. Cup. I don't even know if they can – Cup, Stafford. Stafford's harder because of the money, but, like, if they put those guys on the market, they could really start a rebuild in a hurry. Yeah. Quite frankly, they need yep, to. I agree. Because they're going they nowhere. They need to. That's what's going to be fun at the trade deadline. When you think about how loaded the AFC is, you have a couple teams in the NFC that could be huge sellers of huge names. Rams, Bucks, where yeah. some real talent could come in for Super Bowl runs that could just be wild. I was talking to a guy from Tampa Bay last week, and he said that, you know, if they want to do fire sale, like Evans is a little harder, but like yes. both linebackers could be gone. Oh, yeah. White. White. Yeah. And uh, Levante, David. Levante David, both could be. Yeah. Guys who are out there, and Donald could be too. Uh, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Uh, what are you menuing tonight, boys? What are you going to do? You did tapas. You did steakhouse. What's on the What's on the menu? We don't have anything definitively, but last night when we came back, we were talking with the docs, and they said there's a, a James Beard awarded Thai restaurant here, and that that got my attention. A come again? Yeah, James a Beard James awarded Beard what? Thai restaurant here. Okay. I love Thai food. Yeah. Okay. So that got my attention. I don't that know. That got your attention. Is the Hoff involved? I think so. Wow. We don't, don't know. We haven't seen do, that. Do they have a production dinner? Do they have anything? To oh, do? No, I think we're, I'm going out. I, I know Chris Chris wants to go out, so I think we're all going to go out. I just know oh, I like that. Very good. Yeah, I look forward fun. to the full reporting, gentlemen. Uh, Gibby, yes. have you had a cheesesteak yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Last night. Late. After wow. the feast. And? That was fine. It was fine. I I don't know. It was it wasn't it wasn't the place I wanted to go. The coach right. recommended. Well, get to the place you want to go, Gibbe. You can't. It burned out. Now it's being renovated. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.